Welcome in to Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here, and the Knicks have clinched the playoffs for the first time in two years, beating the Washington Wizards 118 to 109. I'm gonna gloat a little bit in the first segment, speak about the season that was, and and enjoy the place that the Knicks find themselves in. Then I'll talk about why Obi Toppin might actually be the key to the final few games of the season here and the main focus the Knicks should have. Plus, I just revel in the brilliance of the starters in this game. They really own this one start to finish. All coming up next on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes. Right now. Starts with a five. Ewing for the win. Yes. Up, up left. Now fires it. He's good. And he's fouled. And he's fouled. Anthony for three. Welcome in to Locked On Knicks, and today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day. Whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or taking in the sights and sounds on YouTube. We appreciate you guys making us part of your daily routine. If you haven't already, make sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube and the notification bell or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and hit auto download so you never miss an episode. We are here for you guys five days a week. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief and Excite the Strickland, which you can find at thestrick.land. Have a great episode or series of episodes coming up later this week with uh, one of my buddies from the Strickland Prez talking about the draft a little bit as long as the Mavericks can not blow it for the Knicks here down the stretch but uh for now I'm talking about the Knicks man what else is there to talk about they clinched the playoffs are a guarantee now there is now officially no chance that the Knicks will end up in the play-in they've guaranteed no lower than the sixth seed in the playoffs and that's only if things go really really poorly uh from here on out that they would end up the sixth seed they're they're more or less uh, let's just say in the driver's seat for the fifth seed. Uh, two more wins or Nets losses will clinch the fifth seed for the Knicks. Uh, so a, a combi- combination of the two. Uh, so once if the Knicks win one and the Nets lose one, it's over. Officially, the Nets cannot get to a higher win total than the Knicks at that point, um, at which point the Knicks win and they get the fifth seed. So it really is that simple, but the Knicks still control their own destiny. Uh, fully as far as being able to uh, get the five seed. And then there is like a weird outside shot in the dark chance that they could end up the four seed. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, The Cavs would have to lose out and the Knicks would have to win out. And then the Knicks would win that by virtue of head-to-head matchup with the Cavs because they took three out of four games from the Cavs this year. So I'm not holding my breath for that, but there's a chance no matter how small. Uh, that it could happen. So I just got to let you all know about that. But I don't know when I was thinking about what to talk about with this with this game. The first thing I could think of was just like the just reflecting. I mean, it's been such a such a weird, wacky journey to get to this point. Um, 
the Knicks might legitimately, I mean, they're at 46 and 33 right now with three games to go. So they can finish anywhere from 49 and 33 to 46 and 36. But they might beat their preseason win total odds by almost 10. Like they were projected at 38 and a half. And they might end up, I mean, I think that you could reasonably say, I might expect them to win two more games out of the last three with the way that they're playing right now. They might reasonably end up 48 and 34. It's just crazy to think about when we think about what the expectations were going into this year and how much we were thinking, well, how much does Jalen Brunson add uh, to this team overall? But I I think you got to credit Tibbs too. You know, I mean, look, the work isn't done yet. They still have to play in the playoffs, obviously. Most likely they're playing the Cavs in the first round and they'll probably be starting on the road and then coming home. Uh, And, you know, we'll see how that goes when, when we get there. But, as far as this regular season, like Tibbs, he might have his flaws, but I mean, you got to give him credit. Like rotation management has not always been the best, but he also made a huge rotation decision earlier this year that had huge implications for the team, switching it to nine man instead of 10 man. And that, for whatever reason, unlocked the part of his brain that allowed him to mix and match players more, which is something that he struggled with since he's been with the Knicks. So, I mean, Good on him, dude. Like, you know, I think it's also just telling the fact that he really just needed a point guard that played the way that Tibbs likes a point guard to play. And we talked all offseason about that. We were like, you know, for all his flaws, Tibbs has not really had a point guard that fits the guy, like, that is like the guy that he wants in any given game, which is he's always had a preference for smaller scoring guards that can create their own shot that can get inside and you know finish inside and stuff like that and he got that guy in Jalen Brunson uh you know this guy this guy once made like Aaron Brooks and it looked like a like credible starting point guard in the NBA and Nate Robinson who you know for all the once a dick always a nick like Nate Robinson thrived under Tibbs you know it's like getting a guy as good as Jalen Brunson is is about the best thing that you could ask for if you're Tibbs. Um, so, you know, but they, I don't know. It's, it's been a joy to watch this year. Like, I don't know who would have had the Knicks as the fifth best offense and the 18th best defense for 100 possessions on your preseason prediction card. But congratulations, take a bow if that's the case. Um, I never figured in a million years that adding Jalen Brunson would suddenly turn the Knicks from like a bottom 10 offense into a top five offense. And uh, of course there's other, uh, other players have, have helped that along, but the guy at the forefront of that has definitely been Jalen Brunson. Uh, and as a result, the Knicks are only behind the Kings Celtics, Nuggets and Sixers for offensive supremacy in the entire NBA per 100 possessions. Uh, and the depth is really proven itself this year too. I mean, I think, Emmanuel quickly uh, helped absorb whatever injuries happened to Brunson and RJ along the way. And he's really been the true definition of a six man of the year. But even outside of him, like Deuce McBride has filled in well when he's been needed. Same with Obi Toppin. Isaiah Hartenstein really kept things going when Mitch was out, despite that being such a huge task with how big of a part of the defense Mitch is. Um, Grimes is really coming into his own as a starter. Mitch himself has taken strides on defense. He's still, uh, he's, 
continuing to be one of the best rebounders in the NBA, if not the best rebounder in the NBA, and never let that new contract make him complacent. Uh, Josh Hart, I mean, might go down as one of the best midseason pickups the Knicks have ever made. RJ, even for all his flaws, I know that he's been one of the, the biggest like lightning rods on the team this year, but he's given this team the lift it's needed on on many a night uh, and and provided a scoring punch that they needed. But mostly like this year, clinching the playoffs, I feel like you got to give give your props to Jalen Brunson. He might go down as like the most impactful Knicks free agent signing that they've ever made. And it might be a close bet with Julius Randle, who also proved every single doubt wrong, myself included, Gavin included, most of the people I know included, who thought that he was done after last year, that things had reached an irreparable stage. Uh, he came back this year and fixed how he plays basketball straight up and just completely changed himself. So I don't know. Big ups to Julius Randle and to Jalen Brunson for leading this team to the playoffs. And that's where the Knicks are headed next. But before we talk about the playoffs, obviously playoffs, talk about playoffs. We got to talk a little more about this game. So in the next segment, I'm going to give a little recap of what happened against the Wizards. And uh, of course, give Obi Toppin his love for stepping in for Julius Randle and doing as well as he did and explain why I think that Obi Toppin is, should be the priority over these next three games as we get ready for the playoffs. So that's all coming up in just a second. But I do have to real quick remind you all that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is my new favorite daily fantasy game. Uh, it's it, it's hard to describe how much better the experience is on Prize Picks than any other daily fantasy that I had played because. Well, actually, you know what? It's not that hard to describe. It's just so much easier. And you're not playing against a bunch of professionals at, that are flooding entries into various contests that have spreadsheets to tell them which players are the best bet, you know, for uh, certain production, given the like salary cap number or whatever that they have. Just so, you know, old daily fantasy is so convoluted. Prize picks is so easy. And that's what makes it so awesome. Uh, the format is as easy to understand as you could. All you're doing is picking guys uh, in any sport that you want. They have so many sports that they carry, and you can make mixed sport entries that you think are going to uh, surpass or not surpass their projection for the night. So let's say that you wanted to bet Jalen Brunson over 24.5 points and Emmanuel Quickly uh, over 4.5 assists and Quentin Grimes over 3.5 threes. You could do that on a single entry and potentially win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Uh, and there's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And they offer projections on any sport that you watch. That includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and much more. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It really is that easy. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals and are currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 dollars all right and i'm back to continue talking about this Knicks win 
Of course, 118 to 109 over the Wizards. And this game was uh this game was fun. It was it, this one really sort of hammered home that the Knicks are a playoff team, right? Because it was one of those games where it was really close to the first two and a half quarters. It seemed like the Knicks were sort of playing with their food a little bit. Um, and the Wizards hit like I think it was nine of their first 15 threes or nine of their first 16. I mean, they start off just scorching the nets from three, but without their big three, you know, they, they were without Brad Beal, Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis. You know, of course, things were not going to work out super good for them in this game. Um, and it was essentially backups. And so, of course, once they stopped burning the nets off uh, and the Knicks turned their defense up and turned their their own offense up, things just kind of apart for the Wizards and the Knicks managed to take the lead and then not let go of it and just kind of coast to a win um, down the stretch of this game. The last like uh, seven, eight minutes were not very competitive and the Knicks just kind of were like, okay, it's, it's winning time. Let's lock up this playoff berth. Uh, it's over. Poor Denny Avdia. <laughs> if I could give him a shout out. Uh, he just couldn't catch a break. I thought Obi was defending him really well. And every time he got free, Brunson just stepped in front of him and drew a charge. It was kind of hilarious the poor guy just he would be like yes i'm finally on my way to the hoop and then oh there's a jalen brunson right in front of me um but then the knicks in the second half wind up shooting eight of 17 themselves from three uh six of those threes belong to quentin grimes who had four and obi toppin with two and that brings me to obi toppin i think that he was really the story of this game right like julius randall is out through the end of the regular season he is not going to be reevaluated for that sprained ankle until just before the postseason starts. And I, I mentioned this on the show that he got injured, uh, but I've had the injury that he sustained. Like I, I got like flashbacks to my own horrible ankle sprain when he stepped on uh, the guy's foot the other day and twisted his ankle that bad. I it that ankle sprain might be nasty and might keep him out for part of the playoffs like possibly the first couple games or so and if that's the case this is where Obi Toppin comes in right like you need him to give starter level production and then some because the Knicks don't really have another four on the roster like it without Julius Randle it's Obi Toppin and then you're asking someone to play out of position you're having RJ play backup four or Josh Hart or whoever it may be but like it's you know you're asking someone to sort of play out of position to back up Obi Toppin. So getting Obi in there with starters production is, is really important leading into the playoffs. And he had it in this game, 21 points, two steals, one block, nine of 15 shooting three of eight from three. He was a team high plus 19, which was tied, I think with Jalen Brunson. Um, but I mean, I, I think that this needs to be priority one, keep Obi Toppin comfortable for these last three games, keep working on things to get him going because if you're going to if you're going to play the caps who play such a large lineup like they have evan mobley and jared allen that they're going to be trying to throw at you you're going to need a true big like i don't think you're going to want to throw rj out there as the four with evan mobley on him because evan mobley can handle him uh and rj doesn't necessarily have the verticality to get over a guy like an evan mobley so you know it, it obi becomes all the more important if Julius is going to not be available to start the playoffs. Um, and even if Julius can come back, he's probably going to be a little rusty, you know, and you might not necessarily want to be playing him, uh, you know, 45 minutes on a, on a heavily 
bandaged ankle, you know, that he's trying to gut through. So regardless, having Obi be as, as good as he could be by the playoffs is the top priority to me. Um, and it's, it's also like you can absorb an RJ or Brunson being out. I feel like a lot easier thanks to having IQ and Deuce and, and Hart and Grimes and like this whole big rotation, but there's just not as much depth there at OB spot. Uh, but I, I thought that in this game, what I noticed, the, the offense was more tailored to OB skill set in this game, which I think was what helped get him going. Like he plays very different than Julius Randle. Obviously, they're not the same player in the slightest. So Obi's going to, you know, make his money off of cuts to the hoop and transition and spot up threes and, you know, pick and roll and, and things of that nature. Whereas Julius is going to be a lot more ISO. And yes, he'll take some spot up threes and stuff. But, you know, Julius, for the most part, is not making like off ball cuts and things of that nature. He's sort of the guy that's finding the guys on off ball cuts rather than the guy that, you know, is making them. But they also kind of just got Obi the ball in, in nice quick decision situations as well, where he could either like decide to shoot or decide to put it on the floor or decide to kick it to someone. And he did a really good job on all counts. I mean, he, uh, I think every starter in this game had no fewer than four assists. Like they did a great job of just like quick bang, bang, bang decisions all game. And Obi was a huge part of that as well. Um, so I, I think that, you know, as long as you allow Obi to play free, you're going to see what you saw in this game. Like he, he had a, a nice alley-oop at one point. Uh, he had so many nice cuts to the hoop, took a, a three from the, uh, not from like the logo, but from like the the side court logo, you know, uh, up at up just past the three point line, like a nice like 26, 27 footer um, and canned that at one point. So he was clearly feeling it. And honestly, even if Julius is ready for for game one of the postseason, if you get Obi playing this well in 15 minutes off the bench or something, I think you're cooking with gas at that point. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I will just say if I was going to give one small criticism. I think better minutes distribution would have been nice. Um, Obi only played nine minutes in the first half when he was playing really well. Uh, and then he and crimes played literally the entire second half, all 24 minutes. So, you know, he got 33 minutes, which is great, but maybe distribute those slightly better tips. You know, you don't need to play the guy a whole second half and also not play him enough in the first half and give like Evan Fournier more minutes than he needs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just keep an eye on that if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> but uh, real quick before I get into the other players that were fantastic in this game, this game was just owned by the starters. Uh, Grimes, Brunson, Quickly, Mitch, and Hartenstein both had their moments. Uh, so I'll get to that in just a second. But I do have to real quick remind you guys that today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. And I don't know if, if you guys haven't heard about Bilt Bars yet. Do you even listen to Locked on Knicks? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've literally been talking about these things for like four years now. <laughs> as long as I've been on Locked on Knicks, pretty much, I've been talking about Bilt Bars. So what are Bilt Bars? It, for the uninitiated, they're the best tasting protein bar out there. Uh, I know that this might come as a surprise to some of you, but eating a protein bar can be an enjoyable experience if you decide to go with a Bilt Bar instead of one of the other chalky gross alternatives on the market built bars look like candy bars they taste like candy bars they're covered in 100 natural chocolate they are they offer two different types so you can either get regular built bars which have a chewy almost nougat like consistency or built puffs that have a marshmallow like consistency uh and 
they're all fantastic. They come in fantastic flavors, cookies and cream, churro. Uh, there's all kinds of limited flavors. One of my favorites that hopefully they'll bring back at some point, unless it's up right now and I just haven't noticed, is uh, uh, white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. Uh, there's just it, all the flavors are fantastic. Some of them have like dried fruit in them. One of my favorites is coconut almond that tastes just like an almond joy it has chunks of almond in it. It's just absolutely delicious. And the best part is you don't feel bad about eating them because they're low in carbs, low in sugar, but high in protein. Most bars have around 17 grams of protein with only 100, I think about 120 to 140 calories per bar um, and only like four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. So you can't really do too much better than that as far as a protein bar, especially when it tastes as good as a built bar does. So make sure to head to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your order or go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club to get some built bars today. All right, and I'm back to continue talking about this game, finishing things up here. And this game, like I said, to end the last segment, really belonged to the starters. Tibbs, Tibbs definitely was like, especially in the second half, was like, you know what? These are my horses. I'm going to ride them to the finish line, man. Like, <laughs> these guys are, are going to be the ones that get us to the postseason. Um, and I'm going to just leave it to them to figure this out because, you know, they've, they've gotten us this far, right? Uh, so Quentin Grimes already alluded to uh, he and Obi playing the entire second half and Grimes was really, I think maybe the MVP of the half um, he, he and Obi both. I mean, they both kind of ran that second half, but Grimes ends with 27 points, nine to 17 shooting six of 11 from three had five assists as well. And I, I just love that Grimes has really just like made this habit of always stepping up big when the Knicks need him. Uh, especially when RJ Barrett is out, like remember the Dallas game earlier this year. I mean, some people might've, might have blocked that out of memory, um, considering how that ended with all the Lucas shenanigans and stuff. But I guess the Knicks get the last laugh now because the Mavericks are probably going to miss the playoffs. But anyway, Grimes stepped up and really gave you everything you could need um, in that game, and then did the same in this one. Just you know, gave you everything you could possibly want uh, from scoring the basketball, shooting the three, getting inside and finishing. You know, running in transition, finding his teammates. You know, those five assists. I thought he he really did a great job. Um, it, it his passing was just like he he kind of had like all these quick processing passes which is like his his sort of calling card at this point along with obi like where he gets the ball he thinks about it for a hot second and then he just makes a decision whether it's going to be he's going to shoot the ball he's going to put it on the floor or he's going to whip it to someone else and even if he gets the ball on the move like passing on the move is such a a hard skill to master because you have to literally be like in charge of the ball in charge of your body and in charge of looking where you want to get the ball without actually losing the ball because someone could easily take it from you. If you let your guard down, he's just like the best at that him and Obi both, honestly, that's like one of their greatest skills is that processing on the move and being able to make passes that way. Um, and that was most of how, what Grimes's looks were in this game, just, quick processing looks finding you know the open man and and getting someone either on a cut or um you know kicking it out to the perimeter he just he did a fantastic job speaking of fantastic job stop me if you've heard this before jalen brunson did a fantastic job in this game as well 27 points eight assists three steals shot 11 to 20 
I don't know how much more you can say about this guy at this point. He's stepping up really huge with Randall out, just like Randall did when Brunson was out uh, at the various times. I mean, this is what you love to see out of the leader of the team, you know, the guy that's really stepped in and, and become like, I guess you could say it's debatable who's like the man between him and Randall, but they're such a good tandem. And and Brunson just seems to be the steady hand that guides the team, the, the straw that stirs the drink, you know, whatever you want to say. He's just always there. Um, I thought he really did a good job, uh, not just of getting his own offense, which, I mean, of course, he found his spots. You know, he scored all over the floor. He, he just provided extremely balanced scoring. Like, he was the most consistent guy with his scoring output in this game. Uh, he had 13 points in the first half, 14 in the second, and even, like, had it be somewhat evenly distributed amongst quarters. He's just kind of, like, always there when the Knicks need points and always hits a three when they need it um, or, you know, drives inside and gets a little layup or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I thought in this game too, getting Grimes going really had a lot to do with Brunson. Like he made some really good passes to find Grimes, like in his shooting pocket um, and, you know, give him the looks that he needed to get himself going, which then of course paid off huge in the second half when Grimes was so good then. Uh, Emmanuel quickly as well. I thought had a fantastic game to nobody's surprise. I feel like quickly always has good games when he's asked to step into the starting lineup, 22 points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals, just one turnover for quick as well. And yeah, I mean, he, he filled in great for RJ. Um, and you know, I think that I, I think that's just kind of become his calling card at this point. I think honestly, that's kind of why he's six man of the year, right? Like he's, Six man of the year isn't necessarily just a guy that comes off the bench. Like, yes, that's most of it. But if you think back even to like the last six man of the year that we saw in the Knicks with like J.R. Smith 10 years ago, part of what was so great about him was that you could count on him every single game off the bench, but also you could count on him to step in and start when you needed it. And that's part of being a great six man is being versatile, being able to step in for a Jalen Brunson or an R.J. Barrett who are vastly different players and yet have nothing be left off the table for the Knicks as a result. So, uh, I mean, that's that's to me why Emmanuel quickly is going to be sixth man of the year. And as much as like Brunson was responsible for getting Grimes going, I felt like IQ had a lot to do with getting Obi going. Um, I mean, if, if anyone is going to be the guy to sort of uh, be the driving force behind Obi you know, finding himself and and getting, you know, to his best self before the playoffs start, it's going to be Emmanuel quickly, I think. Their connection has just always been super special. Uh, you know, you can look back even on, like, the end of last year when, you know, the Knicks were in, like, perpetual garbage time at the end of the year, and those two stepped up so huge. Uh, even back to the rookie years when they've always had this chemistry. I mean, they're just a fantastic duo, and Emmanuel quickly does such a good job getting Obi going. Three of his five assists went to Obi. Uh, there was a really nice back cut oop. There was a an assist out for a three. Um, he just did such a good job setting Obi up the whole game, and and that's going to be key to Obi being as good as he can be going forward. Uh, then just quick shout out to the centers, uh, Mitch and Hartenstein. They they both they, each one kind of had their own half to shine. Uh, Mitch did most of his damage in the first half, ends with eight points, eleven boards, two steals, and a block. And I thought he really owned the Daniel Gafford matchup, which is always oddly satisfying to me because like Daniel Gafford used to have Mitch's number 
especially like Mitch's like second year in the league, I want to say. Daniel Gafford like really gave him trouble. And now Mitch seems to have just completely passed Gafford by. Um, even though that, you know, they play somewhat similar and all that. And Mitch is definitely superior at this point. Uh, he also had four assists too, though, which kind of came out of nowhere. But I thought he did a great job, like off offensive rebounds and stuff, keeping his head up and looking for his teammates and looking to kick back out to the perimeter off an offensive rebound. That's that's awesome. Like I love that from Mitch, like not forcing anything, just looking to do what's going to be best for the team and, and best for, you know, an open, easy shot rather than forcing something up. Or, you know, sometimes he has a t- tendency to bring the ball in a little too tight to himself and start trying to clear space and then eventually loses the ball. Uh, great self-awareness by him of of how many people are around him and, and what passes to make. And then Hartenstein, too, uh, he did most of his work in the second half, but he ends with nine points, eight boards, two assists, two steals, and a block. And how privileged the Knicks are to have both these guys on the roster right now. And Hartenstein is so different, too. Like, I love passing Hartenstein that's coming up. He only had two assists in this game, but his two-man game with pretty much any wing on the roster is is just such a such a spectacle, especially Grimes and Hart. I feel like he does a fantastic job with. So we'll see how that chemistry continues growing um, and how Hart is, or Hartenstein, I should say, is allowed to keep, uh, you know, taking advantage of that those passing chops and that two-man game he can set up with various players on the roster as we get towards the playoffs. But I think that's it. I think that's it for this game. I mean, it was just a real nice, easy, uh, uh, fun, clinching game to go to the playoffs. So... Of course, we'll have more coming for you guys about the playoffs, about the final three games uh, as we inch closer to that. Uh, and also, like I said, I've, I've got a great draft preview coming with Prez. While the Knicks still are somewhat holding on to hope that they'll have a late lottery pick this year, thanks to the Mavs, uh, unless the Mavs just completely lose out and end up with the top 10 pick, in which case maybe we'll just be talking about guys the Knicks could trade back in for. But um, we'll... I take advantage with Prez while we still can of thinking that the Knicks might have a shot at a late lottery pick. So keep your ears out for that this week. But until next time, thank you all for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.